Welcome to the Cross Council Podcast, where we believe that negative emotions should not run your life. Join Mary Carlton and Steve Freitag as they share the keys they've learned from over 20 years of helping people find genuine freedom and live a more meaningful life through the truth, love, and healing of Jesus. Hello, everybody. Welcome back to the show. I am your your host with the most, as some might say, John Crevillian. I am joined by Steve Freitag. How are you, Steve? What's new? I'm, I'm good. Yeah, we can talk about that a little bit. What's new, uh, Miss and Mary? Um, yeah, you know, she's out and about right now. It's just it's just yeah. the boys today. How about that? <laughs> oh boy. Yeah. Sorry, yeah. everyone. What's <laughs> what What's new with you? What's new with uh, oh your life? Oh, not much, not much. Me and my girl got into our first uh, semi fight, and it was because I didn't eat that day. So <laughs> I'm poking fun at her, but it was just a really funny reaction because she was like, "Yeah, what did you, like?" She loves cooking, she loves food, etc. So when she we were talking about our days, she's like, "Wait, what did you eat today?" And I was like, "Nothing." Why? She's like, "What?" <laughs> no. What what do you mean you didn't eat today? It was like a very like emotional response. And I was like, I, I mean, I didn't eat. <laughs> like, And so she had to have like a, a serious talk with me about how that's not OK. And I was like, you got, oh. a, you got a stern talking to. I got a stern talking to. I almost saw the mom finger come out like, wow, it was it was something. And then she immediately like like at the end of our uh, date, she like packed up some food she had at home and like like that she made and she's like okay you're gonna take this and you're gonna eat it when you get home <laughs> i was like yeah yes ma'am yes ma'am so it was it was an interesting experience it was really funny and she's very sweet so i mean all jokes aside i really appreciate how much she cares so that's funny mm-hmm. I, I can't remember if it's seinfeld or who that uh, talks about like don't eat that before dinner you're you'll spoil your appetite <laughs> he's like don't yeah. worry i I didn't they couldn't couldn't comprehend that it's like you know what if i spoil this one maybe it's brian regan i don't know but it's like there's another appetite coming there's a, <laughs> I've, exactly i've got an unlimited amount of uh <laughs> coming appetites <laughs> exactly exactly and she out she's so funny because she always asks me like is it good is it good and i'm like babe i grew up like i grew up essentially as a raccoon i can just eat anything and i'll be like yeah it's pretty good so I'm a bad judge for her. She'll be like, is it too much salt? And I'll just be like, mmm, burger. <laughs> like, <laughs> But yeah, anyway, that's what's new in my life. It's been fun. It's been good. But uh, today, we're uh, going to be looking at a testimony, my understanding. We're going to look at uh, Mike's testimony, which uh, anyone listening, you can find it on our YouTube channel. Uh, it is called Mike's Testimony, My Best Job Interview. And uh, yeah, we're just going to listen to it now and give our thoughts, I guess. That sounds good to you, Steve. Let's do it. Let's do it to it. All right, here we go. I'm very, very grateful for Cross Council. Um, Some of the highlights of the transformation that I've experienced include this job interview that I had back in 2010. I was completely stressed out about it. it was a job promotion, and I felt way unequipped, unqualified, thought I had to be somebody I wasn't. So I brought that into uh, a session with Steve in transformational prayer, heard directly from from, uh, God around it, found my peace and gave the best interview I've ever given. So much so, it went so well that the interviewers 
mentioned it after I was uh, after I got the job. Other things I I was looking at were some of my thought patterns and and how I tended to be kind of scatterbrained at times. A lot of people would say that was ADD, and again through a system of uh, transformational prayer, I found truth and I found a miracle now that I'm not even relying on medication anymore. Some of the reasons that I was thinking, um, my thought patterns were more related to my experiences uh, as I was growing up. And once I found that truth, some of those mind patterns have started to wane, and now I'm even off my medication, which was a decision that I made, not through any recommendation of anybody at Cross Council, but I'm experiencing extreme freedom and feeling uh, better than I ever have, and the miracles continue. Cool. Right on. Yeah, that's one of the shortest testimonies that we have on our YouTube channel, but it, yeah, just, yeah. it just hits the mark, I think, for people, uh, especially people who think that, oh, this is just a ministry for people who uh, are just so broken, they can't put their lives together. Mike's been very successful in his career. Yeah. He's done yeah. really well in the jobs that he's had, and he's just continued to to move up. But, he, you know, you get to a point where... Uh, <laughs> The longer you've you've been in certain careers, the harder it is to to, to move forward. Sure, uh, there's just so many people competing for those things. So, um, yeah, that was his motivation, but it's impacted so many different areas of his life. <laughs> and I love how he knows the the whole qualification thing about medication. You know, through no no recommendation of anybody here across. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He was good. Thanks, Mike. Thank you, Mike. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> so we don't. We don't. There's some people that that need that. Uh, you know, medication to stabilize, to be able to deal with certain things. I don't know too many people who are like, oh, I'm just excited to be on meds my whole life. Yeah. Yeah. Very few, very, very few. <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah. It was so. super uh, interesting to me. Just there's so much packed into that, like not even two minutes, but like one of the things that really stood out to me that I've kind of like played around with. And I know we've touched on before in the podcast, but I think is really good. Like he's not even like conscious that these things are that these bad memories like that, these old wounds are affecting him by just making him scatterbrained. It's not like he's being triggered by something someone said in a a work meeting or at least not according to this testimony. It's just a general lack of focus, you know, and how that after he got some healing and cross council was part of that that focus or while that lack of focus cleared up and he was able to move forward, he was able to give the best interview of his life. That's such an interesting concept to me. Like, Mm -hmm. even if it's just a little thing, like it's not like a, it doesn't look like a direct wound, I guess, you know, in, in the sense of like, again, he's not being triggered by something his boss said that like his dad might've said growing up when he heard him or something along those lines, like a lot of stories we've heard, but just, okay, I had a rough issue in the past and it's causing me to feel distracted to the point of attention deficit disorder. Hmm. Yeah. I guess I look at it, you know, just him talking about being stressed out about the interview, you know, how many of us feel overwhelmed or stressed about things and, uh, you know, General rule of thumb at cross council is you, you you come in and everybody's got a presenting problem, a reason why they want to uh, get some help. And so a lot of people come in with fear, anxiety, shame, guilt, feeling lost, abandoned, alone, 
those kind of things. But overwhelmed over the years, I've tried to really slow that one down because that's really a hard emotion to feel. And a lot of people, when they start just trying to feel that same overwhelmed of, oh, I've got this upcoming interview, I'm stressed, I'm overwhelmed, or there's just so many things on my plate. Quite often that doesn't go anywhere or doesn't seem to go anywhere. And so just a little free tip for people, when you feel overwhelmed, sometimes it's really helpful to break that down. Why do you feel overwhelmed? And not to get Mm -hmm. too logical about it, but there could be some feelings of of abandonment. I'm because nobody's there for me. I'm trying to do this all by myself. So you feel this abandonment, but then you also might feel some invalidation. I'm I'm overwhelmed because oh, whatever I'm doing, it's just not enough. I just can't seem to get over the top of this thing. Could be another emotion as well, like shame because I'm not able to do that. And so some of those things cross over. So it's been helpful for 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 clients, I think to to step into it and and start slowing things down on, on every level and that overwhelmed feeling is something that's that i found it's really productive when you give people space to really see beyond these circumstances what's what's really going on i thought it was also it's also important because people you know they're just running through these testimonies and this is just a fyi it's not an emotion emo, uh, emotion of unequipped like i feel unequipped i feel unqualified of course that's the language that we use but there's there's no emotion that is unequipped there's no emotion that is unqualified that's a good that's point a, yep so that's an that's a conclusion that our mind has come to which may or may not be true now if i were to go and interview for the same job that he was interviewing for guess what i'm unequipped to do that job i'm unqualified to do that job that would be a true assessment of the situation if I were to sneak into the interview for him. Hey, my name's Mike. And yeah. <laughs> sure. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. I, I couldn't know anybody very, very long in, in what he does. So, <laughs> so there is a reality in some circumstances, but the, the, the truth is obviously because he got the job and he's thrived in it, he was qualified. He was equipped. Now there might've been 10 other people that were just, you know, who, who were also equipped or qualified. They chose him. But that's an, that's another way that we can really encourage people to slow down to go. Okay, well, it's mm-hmm. not that's not the that's not the feeling. The actual feeling there is whew, shame, invalidation, sure. fear, whatever it is. Because stress always has an, an element of fear to it as well. So to slow that down and, and then see where that ultimately leads. And so Mike was faithful in that. He didn't go into any detail. And I think it's just great to have that, those two minute testimonies out there. Sure. You go into memories. Yeah. You go into memories where ultimately as you stay in the container of those memories, you feel those emotions and then you identify what did that young boy believe? What did that young girl believe in those places? Okay, Jesus, what's the truth? And whenever Jesus brings truth, there's a corresponding piece that starts to sort things out for people so that they can head into those kind of situations with with a genuine confidence mm. and that that your your contentment your identity does not hinge on whether you get the job or not and i think some people can smell that not in a i don't care kind of way like i don't want this job anyway uh, right we we even lie to ourselves in those <laughs> yeah, sure, like, yeah i'm going to be good either way but i'm going for it and when you don't have that that background 
stench maybe of I need this job or I need to convince you to have this, I think that can have an impact on the people that are interviewing us. Totally. In a job, right? Or just living life, like even sitting down and having coffee. When there's less of that, what would you call that, John? When someone's got that that, that yuck kind of thing, like, please believe me. Uh, desperation. <laughs> like that. Thanks. Yeah, straight up, just like that. I need this kind of attitude. It's like yeah. kind of a harsh vibe, you know? <laughs> so, sorry, millennial speak. But yeah, no, I um, I totally feel that. And people see it. You know, we all try to like hide it when we're feeling it, but I think people generally can see it. People aren't, and people are pretty sharp. I really thought it was interesting to the process that you're breaking down in the sense of what we're dealing with here is like a high level of insecurity. It's not the feeling of I'm unequipped. It's a feeling of what it generally is uncertainty and fear. And tracing that back especially in a situation for mike where it's like yeah you're definitely qualified so like it's not logically a problem like it would be if you or me were trying to interview for that same job you know like like if we felt unequipped well yeah sure neither of us are like high ranking whatever it is what is it that mike does he uh has worked with uh, the Depart- department of transportation and Department of Natural Resources, and he's he's been kind of a, a go between in that. He's not doing that now. He's moved on to another job that I'm not exactly sure of. But it was kind of a big deal to be able well, yeah. to work like like straddle the lines between two government agencies and yeah. be that go to guy. God bless him. <laughs> and and he also runs Serenity Homes, which is people who have come out of rehab and they want to have a new start with life. So he and his, his wife, Johanna help all these people in these several different homes in one neighborhood to uh, reintegrate into society. So he's got that going on too. Oh, that's cool. That's awesome. Yeah. I was just going to say, if it was you or me trying out to run like the DMV or whatever, or be ahead of the DOT, 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 the DOT, um, Obviously, like the logic would be like, yeah, you're unequipped because you're not ready. You don't know. We don't know what we're doing, blah, blah. But for him to feel that and to know, okay, I am equipped. I've done this sort of thing before. I I have the qualifications. Where is this fear coming from? Where is this uncertainty coming from? And, you know, cross counsel helping him kind of slow down and be like, all right. So it's not logic. It's definitely emotion. And there's definitely a lie somewhere in here, too. That's powering this whole thing. So we got to go back and we got to figure out what that is. And we're going to like, we're going to let Christ lead the way here because he knows, but we're going to open it up to him. I I really, man, I love that. I just want to be careful what I share next. But one of the reasons I thought of Mike and his testimony was I moved to Madison, 1989. And uh, not long after that, met this guy. I'm not even going to name him, but I was, I remember clearly the first time I met him in 1991. Um, and he's become a friend of Mike's too. That's what part of what causes me to bring this up. But I was down at the Camp Randall Memorial Sports Center, and it's otherwise known as the Shell. If you're in Madison, so if you haven't been there, you have to you have to picture this facility. It's 70 years old. It's large enough for an indoor ice rink, an indoor track, tons of weights and exercise equipment, and four basketball courts. Let's okay. go. Yeah. So <laughs> yeah, it's so. While I was there, I went in the afternoon one day, and this is way back in 1991, 
you know, there's some, some people working out uh, with the weights and, and bikes and all that, but I had my choice of any of the, the four courts, right? Eight hoops, right? So I'm, I'm content to be by myself. And I also, I didn't choose the closest one to the entrance. So mm-hmm. I was just, yeah, I felt like I was a, a king in my own castle. Oh yeah. Right. And <laughs> and that maybe uh, the tuition that I paid to the UW was finally paying off. Right. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> like, exactly. Oh, yeah. It's a dream, right? baby. <laughs> of course. Then I, I, I see this guy walking in uh, with a basketball and, uh, He's got seven other hoops to choose from, right? <laughs> oh gosh! And he makes come on, man, <laughs> for real, yeah. So it's not like he makes a beeline, but enough of a beeline toward me, and I'm, right. okay, maybe he wants to play some one-on-one. I don't know. Mm-hmm. But he just kind of strolls up, and hey, mind if I shoot here? Oh, that's that's fine. And uh, <laughs> he just wants to chit chat. Right. Sure. Sure. <laughs> you know, and I was open to a game. I just, I'm not much of a one-on-one player that bo- that's kind of boring to me, generally speaking, but yeah, I'm just, whatever. I was just wanting to shoot around. And uh, then he just starts, you know, opening up more of a conversation like, okay, are you a student here? I'm like, well, actually I, I finished. Oh, okay. Well, what was your degree? And he says, and I'm like, well, yeah, I, I was just here as a special student for your because I, I just don't want to come on too strong, right? I'm just right, right, right. And uh, of course, he doesn't let up, right? He's like, Well, okay, <laughs> what, what do you mean by that? Well, I was actually I went to a school for three years in Chicago and I took a year off and, and then I finished here. Oh, okay, well, what was the school in Chicago? And I'm like, Come on, man, <laughs> <laughs> leave me alone, dude. <laughs> you no, know? and I'm all nice, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I'm like, Hey, it's you know what, it's a it was a small school, probably never heard of it. And, uh, ooh, you know, my, my brother went to school in Chicago, right? Which when people say Chicago in Chicago, they don't just mean Chicago proper. They mean like 50 miles around right. Chicago, sure, sure. not okay. in like Michigan, but you know, around Chicago. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and I said, well, I went to this, actually I went to this Bible school, you know, I'm not ashamed, but I'm also like, I'm not going to thump a Bible down this guy's throat. Right, and right. Uh, so I went to this uh, school named Moody and he just, then he looks at me. He's like, Moody, Moody Bible Institute. Uh, yeah. He's yeah. My brother went there. What? Huh. And he told me his name. I'm like, we came in as freshmen together. We had a bunch of classes together. I, I know your brother. Right? That's so wild. <laughs> <laughs> and so that, that just began this friendship. I think it was before we got married. And then once we got married, well, we found out we went to the same church too, but this guy mm-hmm. and I, we went to the same church um, and we wanted to start our marriage off. Right. And we had a, a couple of friends. Jenny was really connected to the college group. I got to know some of her friends and it was, you know, the, the year of weddings. So you, I think we had maybe four couples that were all married within a year. Mm-hmm. And then we invited him and his wife into our, our group and they'd been married seven years. So they were the guardians of wisdom when it came to marriage, right? Sure, sure. We, we joke about that. And, and we look back <laughs> at that now. Oh my goodness. Jenny and I have been married over 30 years, but um, <laughs> yeah. So we, we just have, have had this friendship for over 30 years and uh, gone through some battles and um, just for deep stuff in our souls. 
especially uh, with some of the stuff that he he grew up with. And uh, uh, things were kind of going downhill with his health. He was the he was the healthiest sick person I knew. <laughs> oh, okay, sure. and uh, and so about a week ago, uh, things took a real turn, and uh, he's with Jesus now. So that's that's been a rough road, to say the least. So, but uh, I've kind of been in one of the centers of activity when it comes to people reaching out to me to uh, share their thoughts on my friend. And uh, and Mike was one of those. And, and one of the things he said, there's plenty of things that just caused me to stop and just weep at times. And, and Mike said, you know what, I want to live like him. He was just such an inspiration to me. And he was the kind of guy that you wanted to live like. Sure. So it's just uh, would appreciate your prayers. Um, well, by the time this airs, the, the service will have been completed. But uh, there's just there's just a lot of things ahead uh, in his family's life. It's gonna it's gonna be rough. But uh, the amount of people that that he impacted, it's inspiring to me too. So and and what there's a lot of ironies. But one of the ironies was. Uh, we've talked about grief a little bit on this show and I do we call it a show. Is this a show? This is yeah. a show. This is I a guess show. it's a show. Yeah. yeah. But uh, kind of going deeper into grief and then this happens. So um, I have more experience in, uh, in grief been around the block a few times with that. And this is, this is a little bit different. So However, God can use that for kingdom purposes. Uh, look, looking forward to that as he shapes some new things in me. So, yeah. Absolutely, man. Absolutely. Yeah, we'll definitely be praying for you, praying for the fam and Appreciate their fam. That. So, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So I hope this has been inspiring. I don't, I don't mean to, to bring the podcast down. It's more like, okay, we can run harder after Jesus. Mm-hmm. I think mm-hmm. um, just a reminder that time is short and, and to make the most of things. So, yeah. And one of if you were to go to the YouTube channel and watch Mike, I love the end of the, I love the end of the uh, testimony there. He's just got this, this great smile on his face with his kind of arms up, just like, thank you, Jesus kind of thing. And the, one of the uh, things we used to plug on uh on our YouTube videos was the idea of immediate help, lasting hope and changing generations. And that's, that's in one of the last frames. So that's still true to who we are. Oh yeah. Immediate help, lasting hope. And we want generations to change for God's purposes. So Mm -hmm. yeah, I hope this all kind of fits together. I hope it wasn't too much of a, a a right turn there. No, no, it's good to talk about stuff like that. Yeah. Yeah. Keeps stuff in perspective, keeps life in perspective, you know, like, (laughs) you know, it's easy to get caught up in silly things versus Mm -hmm. this is where the kingdom is. You know, this is where our mindset should be, not on this earth, but to live according to Christ, you know, Mm -hmm. and to be sanctified while we're here with Christ leading the way in that, you know, so it's a good reminder and we'll definitely be praying for your family, dude, and his family and everyone involved. Yeah. I mean, there's, <laughs> you laugh together, you weep together, you mourn together, right? Yeah. It's, it's, life doesn't have just one shade. So exactly. To embrace it all. Absolutely. This has been the Cross Council Podcast. 
please remember to subscribe, rate, share with your friends, and look for us on social media. The world will become a much better place, and Jesus will be seen in a much better light the more we are transformed by His truth and love. We'll see you next time, everybody. Hi, this is Jenny. I've had the pleasure of connecting with so many of you this past year. We are grateful that you are part of the growing number who are listening to this podcast. More people are open to mental health than ever, but are struggling to find genuine peace. Those who come to Cross Council and enter into the melt process you hear us talk about find freedom from so many things, including depression and anxiety, and they are telling others. We are growing faster than ever, so I want to take a moment to ask for your help. We have never turned anyone down for their inability to pay for a session. Our team of donors is vital to keeping that a reality. Please join the team. The healing that happens through transformational prayer is profound. You will make a real difference. Please go to crosscouncil.com and click the donate button. Your generous monthly gift will change someone's life.